Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Our gospel lesson comes from John chapter 21. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to hold the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship you. You alone are my strength, my shield, to you alone may my spirit I've long loved this story. Uh, I had an artist in one of my churches who who did all of the fish, and he made sure there were 153 on the wall of one of the Sunday school classes at our church. I love this story because it shows how Jesus appears even when we are most distraught, even when we are just stand concerned and confused. Uh, these disciples uh, have lost their master. He has been crucified. They are uh, without hope in the world. They don't know what to do, but they decide, as usual, when we are caught with strange circumstances, to go back to the normal, and they go back and fish, and they don't catch anything. They go back to the ways that they're accustomed to, and they don't catch anything. And then Jesus, who they don't recognize, appears and says, cast on the other side, cast on the right, and they do. 
and they have a huge haul of fish, a miraculous haul of fish, a haul of fish that doesn't break the nets. Now, this seems to me, it reminds me of where we are in the sense that the whole world has changed. With the pandemic and our inability to gather with uh, all of our normal customs, all of our normal uh, ways of being together uh, called into question, we want to do what's normal, right? We want to do what we're accustomed to. We want to go back to worship in the same way and do it like we've always done it, and then the world will be right. But I think the risen Lord comes among us and says, you know, you have an opportunity to consider how you are worshiping, how you are living in the world, how are you proclaiming the gospel, how are you fishing? So like the disciples, instead of really uh, moving toward what's familiar, I challenge you to sit in the unfamiliar and to go back into prayer, go back into reflection. Spend this time deeply in prayer and deeply uh, speaking as leaders in the church with one another. What are we doing and how is Christ calling us outside the church? How is Christ calling us to new communities? Now, I don't know about you, but I have long heard this passage preached, and I've preached on it before. And fishing, you know, it's always like you go fish for one person. You go fish for people. It's all one-on-one. And as I reflected on this, what I realized was, you know, they never fished alone. Fishing was, commercial fishing was a team sport. That's why they're all in the boat together and uh, did some research, and usually five would go together. Four would row, and one would be observing the storms, the circumstances, what's going on. So in the United Methodist Church today, I challenge you to get into groups of four or five, to be on the phone, to connect virtually with each other, have one reading the times, and four discerning where might Christ be calling us, back into community back into the world. I think we've gotten cloistered. We've gotten where we're, where we're comfortable and we see our Sunday worship is something that we do that makes our lives better, but we've lost the sense that the church should be transforming the world and be relevant. When Jesus sent the disciples out, I think he didn't have in mind, you know, a rod and reel fishing. I think he wanted us to cast a net a vast net of love and grace, a vast net where every person would be introduced to Jesus. You know, if you look at the Gospels, that's what he wanted. He just wanted the chance to have a conversation with somebody. He just wanted a chance to have contact with them because he knew that once they were connected to the living God, they would be transformed. And that's our role, to introduce people to Jesus. You know, he wasn't very concerned with cleaning the fish or culling the fish before they were caught. He said, you know, the wheats and the weeds grow up together. Don't, yeah, that's not your worry. If people are preaching who you don't approve of, don't worry about that. If, you know, let the children come to me too. Don't hinder them. Just keep, let, let me be available to every human being. Because as I transform them, they will transform the world. And so I invite you to be in prayer and to discern and to go out in your community in new ways to make the church relevant, not just a cloistered worship space. Worship is a 24-7 activity. Worship bears fruit in our lives and the lives of others. Worship 
is the way that we uh, expand and introduce people to Jesus Christ. Uh, I always go back to Isaiah 58, and you know, I think Jesus in this time would say to us, there is so much hurt in the world. There is so much hurt among my people, and the church has to say, how do we speak into that? How do we introduce Christ into these desperate circumstances? There are people who are sick. One of my dearest friends, I'm so worried about her, has COVID. Many people in North Georgia, leaders in the church, are, have had COVID. Some have died. We have people who have lost work. The economy is a mess. There's just so much pain and hurt and without even moving into the realm of race. And our, our siblings who are African-American are desperately, desperately crying out for help. You know, there's something wrong in the world when Walmart, the NFL, and the NBA are having these difficult conversations in the church and the political realm is not. We have got to speak into those who are hurting, those who are pleading for justice and fairness and righteousness, and the church must be part of that. So as you enter a time of prayer as a church, as you listen to where Christ might be calling you to throw your nets in a new way, hear the cries of those. You know, I remember clearly God said uh, to, the, to the, those who were enslaved in Egypt, I have heard the cry of my people. God hears the cry of his people. And his church can either respond to it or not. As we talk about worship, and we want to go back to the familiar, I remind you of the Israelites in Isaiah 58. They wanted to go back to familiar worship, and they had worship that was not transformative. It was not relevant. It was not changing the world. They did not hear the cry of the needy. They did not serve the poor. They did not look for justice and righteousness. And so Isaiah the prophet says this to them, isn't this the fast, and I think he's talking about all of worship, isn't this the fast I choose? Releasing wicked restraints, untying the ropes of the yoke, setting free the mistreated and breaking every yoke, isn't it sharing your bread with the hungry and bringing the homeless poor into your house, covering the naked when you see them and not hiding from your own family? Then your light will break out like the dawn, and you will be healed quickly. Your own righteousness will walk before you, and the Lord's glory will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and God will say, I'm here. And listen to this. As we enter into this election season, go to Isaiah 58 and pray this every day. If you remove the yoke from among you, the finger-pointing, the wicked speech— if you open your heart to the hungry and provide abundantly for those who are afflicted, your light will shine in the darkness and your gloom will be like the noon. The Lord will guide you continually and provide for you even in parched places. He will rescue your bones. You will be like a watered garden, like a spring of water that won't run dry. They will rebuild the ancient ruins on your account. The foundations of generations past you will restore. You will be called mender of broken walls, restorer of livable streets. In this time, Jesus is calling his church to be relevant, to be just, 
to speak for the poor and those who are crying out, to get out of the cloistered walls. It's about me, myself, and I, and to be transformative. And if I believe his church takes a step in this direction, God will respond and pour out all the power of heaven to help us in this task. For me, the COVID time has been a time of great reflection on the purpose of the church, and I hope it will be for you too. Uh, we come to this annual conference with a lot on our minds and hearts, but God is here and present. God is ready and able to help, but God is desperately seeking us to fish in new ways, to cast our nets on the other side of the boat, to renew our commitment to the poor and those crying out for justice and to be transformative in the world. I hope you will join us on this journey. I hope you will hear the voice of Christ in all of us saying, be my people, tend to my world, tend to those who are hurting. Please, in the name, in my name, do this holy and sacred work. I invite you to pray with me. Gracious God, we sense this is a time of renewal and shifting of all things familiar in the life of your church. We pray we will answer your call to follow you in new ways. We pray that you will pour out your Holy Spirit and give us new insights, that you will, you will give us a clear word of how to serve you in this new age. Oh Lord, help us not to seek the comfort of the, the familiar, to go back to our usual way of fishing, expand our hearts and minds and move us into a new era. We pray that this annual conference will be a productive and, and uh, a time when we can really focus on the life of your church. We pray for your wisdom and insight. I pray for everybody who is listening today, who is watching today. I pray for those who are brokenhearted and devastated. I pray for those who are devastated by disease and illness. I pray for those who live in fear. I pray for those who don't know where their next paycheck will come. I pray for all those in a new world of upheaval. Of upheaval. But, O oh Lord, as we have so many times in the past, we know you, we know your heart, we know you're with us, we know that you are all-encompassing love and mercy. And we pour out our hearts before you. O oh Lord, we know who you are, and so we dedicate the unknown before us to you. Because as Corey Ten Boom reminds us, we should never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. We love you. We listen for your call. Help us to be obedient. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.